Yeah, it's not about you. Just come and take a listen. Speaking from the perspective of the millennial Christian. It's real combo. Here to let you all know the biblical truth. No holding back. Let it all flow. Cause it's a higher power that we serve. Applying the scripture in the modern day world. So don't hesitate. Come through. This is what we gon' do. Educate, entertain. But it's not about you. Hey, yeah, let's go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of It's Not About You, the podcast for millennial Christians. I'm your host, Hannah Adamson, and I am so excited for today's episode and what we're going to be talking about. So let's get started. So today I wanted to talk about a very fundamental and and basic topic that most believers know about, but I feel like we should talk about more because sometimes we forget about this particular thing. So what I want to talk about is the power of words, the power our mouths and what we speak out has over our lives and other people's lives. Now, I'm sure you have heard this. I have heard this growing up my whole life. Speak life, speak blessing, don't speak cursing or You know, I bind that in Jesus' name if you spoke something that was a cursing and realizing, oh, crap, I just said, oh, I'm dying, you know, and you're like, bind that in Jesus' name. That's very important. But uh, sometimes we take it for granted and it's just one of those things and we forget. We forget that God created the world through word. God breathed life into the universe. He created the universe with his words. God said, let there be light. God said and it was. And we are made in the likeness of God. Therefore, we have power in our words. The spoken word has so much power. Now, I wanted to read some verses to you guys that talked a little bit about this because when I was, when God put this topic on my heart, I decided to dig a little bit into, um, into what the Bible has to say. And I've never done that before. And you guys, it's really interesting. Um, the Bible talks a lot about it, actually. So I'm just going to read you a few verses and we'll discuss it a little bit. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about why this is so important for us as young people um, in this world and why it's so important for us to be speaking life over the world right now. So first of all, I want to talk about James chapter 3, verses 5 through 12. Now, I tend to use the Amplified version. That's my preferred version. I, I enjoy um, I enjoy how it's drawn out a bit more and there's more a little bit more to the verses for me to understand them better. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, I'll just go ahead and read it to you. So James 3, 5 through 12. In the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. See, by comparison, how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and sea creatures, is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil undisciplined, unstable, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. 
These things, my brothers, should not be this way. For we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts. Does a spring send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Okay, that was a lot, you guys. But so this is a really interesting set of verses, you guys. And I know it's, it's a lot to pack in, but James brings up a lot of really good points here. And I think we should pay attention to that. So he's talking about how our words should be reflecting God and what God teaches what, and what Jesus teaches. And um, uh, God speaks life. God speaks life into existence. God speaks good things, right? God speaks, you know what I'm about to say, God speaks truth. So therefore, if we are being commanded and called to speak the way God speaks, we should be speaking life, we should be speaking truth, and good things, right? And um, I think James made makes a good point where he's saying, just like how um, the Bible says you cannot serve two masters, right? We should not be speaking out both sides of our mouth. So we should we should not be going to church and you know blessing people at church and praying for people at church and then turn around and, at work the next day. And be cursing our co-workers, right? Guys, this is very fundamental and it's very basic, but it's important. It's important to be speaking life and truth and good things, okay? Now, obviously, as we are humans and our very nature was sinful, right? Our, you know, we were born into sin and it's, it's the nature of humans and the human flesh to speak cursing, speak death and sinful things. But I encourage you to think about how much would your life change if you started changing the way you speak? Now, an interesting part to this is the verse, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it because it's important and it's true, is what we say is a reflection of what's in our heart. That verse is Luke 6.45. Again, this is the Amplified Version. So it says, The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart, and the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. Okay, if that is a hard verse for you to hear, don't worry, you're not the only one. Um... I personally can attest to times when, recent times, when the things that I was speaking did not reflect the nature that I was putting off. For example, um, I'm not primarily surrounded by believers. So sometimes, most times, just doing this podcast was super convicting for me guys, but sometimes I will be speaking to someone and be talking about things that I know are not good, pure, lovely, of good report, and be speaking out both sides of my mouth. So I'll be saying, oh yeah, I'd love to go get wasted. I'm being brutally honest right now. It's really hard for me to open up like this, but I want you guys to understand I am not perfect. Um, and at the other side of my mouth, oh yeah, you know, um, God is so good. And yeah, I'm going to go to church. You know, if you're not a believer and you hear somebody 
speaking like this out both sides of their mouth. They're saying, they're talking about the good and, and moral things and Christian things, but on the other side of the coin, they're acting just like any other person who is of the world. Can you imagine how confusing that would be to somebody that may be exploring the idea of faith and what it means to be a Christian? And that, my friends, is where hypocrisy comes in. And as you know, a lot of people who are not in the church label us as hypocrites for good reason, all right? The Bible is very clear that we need to be speaking in accordance with what God teaches, with what Jesus teaches. But to do that, your heart needs to start changing, you guys. Your internal nature needs to first reflect Jesus's internal nature for that to manifest outside of your mouth, or you're just going to continue speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Another example, when you are complaining, okay? I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, but I do. I struggle with um, finding things to talk about, right? Like when you know there's that awkward silence, you want to you wanna seem relatable. So you're like, oh man, can you believe that so-and-so did that? And it starts that gossip train, you know? Because everybody gets engaged in gossip. And you guys, we have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that. If we are to call ourselves Christians, we have to reflect Christ. And that starts with what we're saying to other people and not to other Christians. I'm telling you guys, what we say to other Christians, it's going to sound a lot better than what we normally say to other people. That's not how it should be. James is like, why are you like this? This is not how it should be. This is not what God intended. So this is a fundamental thing. It's a basic thing, yes. But it is something that we need to improve on as Christians all across the world. And um, so one other verse that I, I thought was really encouraging, because <laughs> I don't want to just bombard you guys with conviction, you know, but I also want to give you some encouragement. Not only is words pow- are words powerful in the sense of um, how they reflect at, at us as people, but in the sense of the power that they have when you speak out something. So Mark eleven twenty through 24, I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with these sets of verses. Um, again, this is the Amplified Version. So it says, In the morning, as they were passing by, the disciples saw that the fig tree had withered away from the roots up. And remembering, Peter said to him, Rabbi, Master, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered. Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you, Whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. So this verse is most notably used to say, you know, you know, pastors will say, talk about this verse. If you say to that mountain, mountain jump and it jumps. In fact, it's in a popular for King and Country song. And um, so this, this verse, I feel like has kind of two sides to it. One is I'm talking about prayer, which is um, we are going to be talking about prayer in episode five, so I'm really excited. Tune into that one for sure. But um, the other side is talking about your words, right? So he's also saying, if you curse something, it will be cursed, right? What you put out there 
is not going to return void because we are made in the likeness of God. And God's word does not does not uh, go out and return void. So think about this for a second. It's like having a live grenade, okay? And you know, as soon as you let go of that pin, it's going to explode. So you don't let go of the pin unless you intentionally want to destroy something. Our words are like a grenade and we have our hand on the pin. The second we let go of that, a reaction is going to happen, okay? But for most people, we take words for granted. We don't realize or we forget the power our words have and we let go of that grenade constantly and it's leaving a path of destruction in its wake. In contrast, our words are also like a river and when we are not speaking life, it's kind of got a dam in it, right? It's not it's not flowing to different parts of a valley or whatever whatever to give it life and to give it, you know, to carry nutrients and enrich the soil with that water. You're just damming it up. It's not going anywhere. It's not producing anything. It's not helping anyone. As soon as you start speaking life, that whole valley just floods with life giving water. And um, God has given us such a powerful gift you guys. When God decided to make us in his likeness, he gave us the ability to speak life not only over ourselves, but over every single person around us, over leaders, over nations, over, you know, crops, over weather, over health. And I feel like God's putting this on my heart to speak about because in a world where the news is pretty depressing most of the time, we tend to speak out what we see, right? For example, like, oh, did you see the news about the coronavirus? It's, man, it's just, uh, it's just going everywhere, everybody, you know, things like that. Like, we have the ability to shift the narrative, you guys, by speaking good, life-giving things into the world. If we do that collectively as Christians, I guarantee you, the world will not look the same. I guarantee you a reaction will start to happen. When you start speaking life over everything you're dealing with, whether it's finances, whether it's health, relationships, work, whatever it is in your life that gives you stress, that makes you frustrated, maybe makes you anxious, if you just consciously make the effort to start changing the words you're speaking, you guys, they will not return void. If instead of you're saying, man, I'm so broke right now, and you start saying, man, God has blessed me so much. I am so blessed. I promise you guys, everything will change for you. I promise. God speaks truth, and his word is something we can take to the bank every single time. So why is it so hard for us knowing these things, growing up with these these things that we were taught and not utilizing them? Why are we not utilizing them, you guys? Why are we speaking death into our life? So I encourage you to just take a second before you speak. Go over it in your mind and say, is this life-giving? Is this truth? Will it add value to my life or will it bring destruction? Because I guarantee you guys, when you start analyzing the things that come out of your mouth before you say them, you'll be amazed at how often you're just about to say something that is destructive. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
Now, as millennial Christians, as young Christians, we are bombarded constantly with social media, news. Uh, things are basically in our face constantly of what other people are saying. And you know, everybody knows what is in your life will influence you. That's why they call them influencers. So if your life is influenced by people speaking death or speaking cursing or speaking destruction, you're going to just automatically take on, it's just, it's just science, you guys. When you're influenced, you tend to become what you're influenced by. Everybody knows this. So just, I just encourage you, pay attention to what's in your newsfeed. Pay attention to what's on your Instagram feed and your social media and what is filling your life. What are you seeing day-to-day basis? What are you hearing on a day-to-day basis? And uh, maybe start cutting out some things that are destructive in your life and maybe start cutting out some things that are um, being influencing you in a destructive manner and uh, start speaking life. Start speaking life again. But again, I wanted to come back to the fact that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And uh, this is going to be a lot easier to do if you start getting into the word, you guys. And I know. And I know. I know how hard it is to put down the phone, to put down the laptop, to say to your friends, hey, I can't, I can't hang out tonight and pick up the Bible and read through it. I know. It takes effort. It takes energy. If you think about how much time you spend on your phone daily... How many hours you spend scrolling through feeds? I know I could spend a lot of time on TikTok. I think it's addictive, all right? But if you think about transferring that that amount of time to putting into the word and spending time with God, oh boy, (laughs) there's nothing quite like it. I mean, just take time for him because he is worth it, you guys. And reading the word can be hard sometimes, but if you pray, pray that God gives you wisdom. Pray that he speaks to you. The word is living and breathing. It can be applicable to any situation that you're dealing with. And um, when you start spending more time in the word, your heart is going to start changing. When your heart starts changing, your words start changing. When your words start changing, your life starts changing. And that's so true. It is so true. And um, yeah, you guys... Good stuff, good stuff. But it's it's also uh, it's also one of those things that you have to be intentional about it. You know, you can't just hear me talking about this. Be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Santa. In fact, I should really do that, and then just totally never <laughs> apply these principles. Nothing's gonna change until you start actively being, until you start being intentional about what you want to be. What kind of Christian do you want to be? Do you want to be the Christian that's just shows up on Sundays? Do you want to be the Christian that is wishy-washy, like a yo-yo? Because I personally have struggled with that. It's not fun and doesn't get you anywhere. Or do you want to be the Christian that is intentional about their relationship with God and wants to see the fruit of following Christ in their life? Because that's what I, that's the kind of Christian I want to be. I want to see my life change so radically, I won't recognize it. I want to live my life in a way that reflects God so much that there's enough evidence to convict me of being a Christian. I want people to look at me and see Jesus. And I know that's cliche, 
I know that's corny, but that is the desire that we should have as Christians because it's not about you. It's not about you. All right, you guys. Well, I think that is a wrap for episode two. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope it was encouraging. I hope you start seeing some changes in your life by applying these these principles. And I hope this puts a desire in your heart to seek God more. Uh, I hope you guys have an amazing day and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. I hope it encouraged you. I hope it blessed you. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Make sure to like and subscribe for more content. I post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. God bless. Thank you.